For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome everyone. You are listening to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. In fact, even more than that, we invite you to become that light. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Sid, welcome back. Thank you. It's been a bit of a lapse here in our uh, schedule. We haven't uh, heard your mellifluous tones for a while. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, you know, today is a special show. Today is our 200th live broadcast. Well, That's pretty we, amazing. We should set off a firecracker or something. Have some cake or a cupcake or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hip, hip, well, hooray. In, in honor of this special program, we want to kind of go back to our roots somewhat and talk about why we do this. You know, why is it so important to us to share what our path has been, looks like, and what we're doing now to promote this opportunity for other people? So, what's your story? What's my story? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, my story is I was trying to figure things out. Oh. It didn't make sense to me. I can remember being in high school and talking to my father, you know, we were Christians, went to kind of a conservative Christian church. I don't understand this, you know. Why am I born here instead of India? Yeah. What's the answer? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, why are some people born blind? You know, why, 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 why? And I think that's the genesis. Of, of where people begin the spiritual search. It could be because of loss or pain, the loss of a loved one, a divorce, a sickness. Any of these things become, you know, to the point where we ask the question, why is this happening? There's got to be a reason. And our dear Christian brethren have such, so many of them have such wonderful faith, and they just accept things as God's will, and they don't necessarily ask that question, but they have to wonder. They have to wonder deep in their hearts. And I think that is why... Our God allows karma to return upon us because it's a wake-up call. Because if we did not have that, you know, the, the, you know, the universe is a world to be explored and enjoyed and et cetera, et cetera, which we've been doing for probably longer than any of us know. But God is saying, no, this is the hour. This is time. I want you to come home. This is, you have a destiny to be fulfilled. And so I'm allowing these things or bringing these questions in your mind so that you can look for the answer. Because the answer is out there. And, you know, I knew that. I knew the answer was there. I just had to find it. You know, in, in terms of the singular steps that we all have taken to get where we are now, they've never seemed to follow a very straightforward path. They're zigzagging all over the place. Right. Did you find that to be true? Like when you were questioning in high school, after that, what did you do? Well, you had to search. I started going to, I said to my parents, you know, I said, I'm going to start going to different churches, you know. And I went to some very different churches, <laughs> i got to tell you that. And, um, now, where was this, by the way? San Diego. Okay. And, you know, California, what do you expect? <laughs> um, but anyway, it was very important for me to see what, what was out there. 
because I had to have an answer. And of course, as we've talked about, once you understand karma and reincarnation, things make much more sense, but you can't stop there. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'd like to hear more about yours, and I want to hear yours too, Terry. Okay. I know for mine, it was similar. I remember being, oh, maybe nine or 10, and I, I had a very, very clear idea that I wanted to serve. I wouldn't even have put it in those terms, but I knew that there was something compelling me to go deeper or further than where I was at that time. I was born and raised Catholic and the eldest of four. And it finally occurred to me, I think it was probably like the seventh grade, I was maybe 12 years old or 13 at the most, and I decided I wanted to be a priest. And I did. I followed that through. And when I became 14, I think it was a freshman in high school, I went into a seminary for a couple of years. And even that became somewhat of a problem for me because it wasn't answering the questions that I had in my soul. Right. And I remember when I was, you know, I left it, I was driving home, and my dear mother asked me, why are you leaving? And I said, I didn't plan this. I didn't even know it was going to come out of my mouth. But I said, my God is bigger than the church which stopped all conversation at that point. It was like, oh, okay. Mm. That was the, you know, the, the quintessential non sequitur. Yeah. But I realized later on, reflecting back on that, that that was indeed true, that the, the deity that I felt that I was experiencing in my soul was much broader and had deeper dimension. And there were things that I knew I had to know, like you did. Why is this happening? Why am I feeling compelled to look in this corner? You know, you, you know. Yeah. I think what happens is, as we've discussed before, before we come to embodiment, we go before a board of spiritual overseers called the Great Karmic Board, and we talk about what's upcoming in this embodiment. You know, what karmas we need to balance, what <clears throat> people we need to contact to marry, children we have to have, and so on and so forth. Things that we must do to take the next step on our spiritual path. And I think, you know, I couldn't remember that, but I think it was the basis of my search. In other mm-hmm. words, I can almost remember saying, look, this is the hour, this is the time. You have to be serious about this, you have to be committed, and you have to work and strive. And this is what can happen if you do this, which, of course, now I know was the path of my ascension. Indeed. And so I think we have that incentive. And even though we, people get distracted or waylaid sometimes, it never really goes away unless you just suppress it totally. Free will. Free will, of course. Mm-hmm. But I knew that I was supposed to do something, and that's how my search started. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, you know, I grew up um, uh, going to the Episcopal Church, and it was uh, it was all I knew, and I thought I thought it was fine, you know. We used to call that Catholic light. <laughs> <laughs> Catholic light, that's right. No uh, no stations of the cross, no uh, no statuary. Did you have female ministers, or maybe not in your day? We didn't have the female ministers back then, but uh, um, I, I don't know. I guess there was a. A certain seriousness about it that that I thought was a little odd, but you know, um, it was all I knew, and so it was that was fine. And then I started uh, entertaining in the nightclub circuit at about age twenty in Kansas City, and um, I didn't actually go to church for about twelve years. So it was like my soul needed kind of a breather from you know I was in the boys' choir and everything was fine, and I had no major questions. But I had this twelve years of a breather. And in somewhere toward the tail end of that, I think I started reading back when the rag mag, the Inquirer, was pretty decent and had some nice spiritual stories in it. You know, <laughs> you had, you had Gene Dixon had a had a column, uh, uh, Ruth Montgomery, and I was reading about Edgar Casey and one thing and another. So those were little little steps, little crumbs, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs yeah. through the forest, and. Um, 
And so, you know, uh, we kind of know that the angels will tap your shoulder about three times uh, <laughs> in, a, in a lifetime to try and get you on, on course, kind of like, you know, reflecting on what you were saying, Sydney. And so at some point, um, I, I, you, you know, answered I got, the, you answered the door. Yeah, yeah. And I got <laughs> interested in health and I got interested in, in uh, vitamins and one thing and another. And that's how I happened to cross paths with Mark Prophet in this church and one thing or another. And I've kind of talked about that before. Yeah. But um, so uh, all of a sudden, here were these little pieces of this, this thousand piece puzzle that were starting to fall into place, you know. It was a picture that was incomplete. And, and the karma and the reincarnation really are the two major things that, that will click you onto this path, so to speak. Indeed. And just can interject yeah. for a moment. It's interesting. I, I, did you ever meet Mark? I did. Okay. Because a lot of people who have listened and have written in have said, you know, who is leading you now? And I would, you know, write back to them and basically say, well, you know, we, we had the messengers, Mark Prophet from 1958 and Elizabeth Clare Prophet from the mid-60s. Right. And then until her retirement in 1999. And I would hasten to tell them that I never met her. I know. I never met Mark. I never met, you know, Mrs. Prophet. And yet here I am. So it doesn't require the living guru necessarily to be in place if, for you to follow this path. Well, you know, make that point. If, you hear, if you hear the voice of Mark or if you hear the voice of, of Elizabeth Clare Prophet or you see them on a video or something and it rings a tone in your heart, you it's because you've known them before in oh, previous lives. Absolutely. And so, you know, you could have been brother and sister that close, you know. So it's, it's there. It's in your DNA. Yep. You, you know, I want to add something here because we all had a search. <clears throat> you know, some people find the teachings and are not searching. And I can think of two people right now, and I guess I can say it is my sisters. Mm-hmm. And they were not on a spiritual search. They were very happy, you know, wonderful souls doing their things and so forth. And when I found the teachings and I told them about it, they go, oh, that makes <laughs> sense. And they've been, you know, Just members of this, this church for 30 years. Wow. So it's, it's interesting. It, it was my karma, I think, to find the teachings. They were ready. They didn't have to go on a search. It was brought to them, and they recognized the truth right away, and they said, this is for me. So it's interesting how we all have different karmas and different things, but, you know, you don't have to be on an agonizing lifelong search. Sometimes they'll just come to you, and you say, yeah, this is real. I want it. Like a silver platter. It's handed versus having to fight for it, so to speak. Yeah. I was handed a silver platter in 1969, an invitation to go to a speech or a talk, and also handed the book Unveiled Mysteries. And it took me 26 years to say yes. Oh, my gosh. You know, so from 1969 until 1995, basically, I was out there in the world kind of, you know, trying this, trying that, and uh, finally realizing what I had been given, this silver platter, had a little delayed fuse on it, but nonetheless, you know, here it was. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the things Ooh. I appreciate about you, Thomas, because you you never knew Mark. You never knew Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And here, you've got this fire in your heart for this. And yeah. so that's... That's a perfect example of how this can go for somebody. And, and I think that's a, that demonstrates that, you know, Mrs. Prof used to say this, don't believe these teachings because I say they're true. You know, believe them because you've tried them and experienced them. And, you know, I never expected to end up in Corwin Springs, Montana. <laughs> I can tell you growing up in San Diego. Yeah. And yet this is where I'm here. And I'm thrilled to be here because of what I've experienced in my life. And, and the, the reinforcement and the, the absolute confirmation of my being that this is my way home. And that's the way other people's home, too. And, you know, Mrs. Prophet used to say, she said, I'm not teaching you anything. She said, 
I'm just reminding you what yeah. you already know. And I think that's something we all feel. There's a resonance. There's a confirmation within our beings. This is the truth. And, and, and don't get caught up in the outer things so much as this is, re- my heart is responding to this. I can feel it in my being. This is the truth. And, of course, you know, then the doubts and fears and, you know, et cetera comes in like happens to all of us. And that's how some people get waylaid. Indeed. And, uh, you know, I know we're coming up pretty soon in this, this segment, but my daughter, as I've shared with you, goes to a Christian school. And right now, they're reading the screw tape letters. Oh, good. Oh, and, interesting. Which is by C.S. Lewis, which is a book the Ascended Masters always recommend for new students on the path. And it's very humorous, as you know. And, of course, mm-hmm. my daughter is enjoying it. Um, and I'm reading it again with her. But what it says is it talks about th- these devils mm-hmm. that try and distract a person from being a Christian. And so the point I want to make here is finding <laughs> the teachings of Ascended Masters you know, not everybody, in your case, Tom, and I don't know whether it was God's will you had that delay or not, but sometimes they get distracted. Okay? They allow themselves to be taken from this nugget that's in front of them and they, because maybe they don't recognize the, the value of it or they don't, you know, they don't, they're vulnerable maybe to these things that try and keep us from the path because there are forces that will try and keep you off the spiritual path. And you have to have a rock, fire, God determination and say, I don't know if these teachings are for me. I don't know if they're true, but I... I'm going to find out because it's that important to my soul. If this is real, then this is my way home and the fulfillment of everything I've been looking for. So I'm going to make sure I give them a try. You know, and it's very conceivable that God has a timetable for our soul's awakening. And whatever the, the duration or the interval is, it's the right one. Yeah, I mean, like you, you Tom, you went through a period where you, no, thanks anyway, I'm yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm good. I'll, I'll, call, I'll call you if I need you. I'll call you if I need you. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, and then pride. when the moment was right, why, boom, you know, the fire <laughs> well, in your heart was ignited. That's true, but there are some people that don't respond that are supposed to respond. I understand. So that's where you got to know the difference. And yeah. that's why we do what we do here on this radio show. We're trying to reach you little folks out well, there. In, and, indeed. And big and folks. <laughs> little folks, big folks. <laughs> yeah. um, we're coming up on a break here right now, but in the next segment, we're going to play um, an excerpt from a lecture on purpose. And this has to do with God implanting his purpose in our souls. So I hope you're going to stay around for that. It's really a wonderful, just a 10-minute little excerpt but worth every second. So we're going to take a break now. Please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for anytime, anywhere access, and anyone can join. 
Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. You're listening to The Open Door, where today we're celebrating our 200th live show. And we're talking about what it is that makes us tick and makes us stick. This is the why. And, you know, we've learned that people don't care so much about what we do or how we do it until they know why we do it. It's our passion, it's our inspiration, it's our motivation. And in the next clip we're going to play here, we're going to be listening to a lecture from Mrs. Elizabeth Clare Prophet on God's placing his purpose within our souls and what this means to us to really understand why we're here. So without any further ado, here's Mrs. Prophet. The happiness that one feels when the flow of one's energy is toward the straightforward purpose is an expression of universal harmony. As men seek to understand their own being, they must see that God has implanted his purpose within them as within nature. Each seed bears after its kind, each creature expresses according to its own inherent pattern. As man is a free agent, he should also hold understanding of the meaning of freedom in his exercise of free will. Can we meditate for a moment on this concept of purpose being implanted within you? You can see this in animals as instinct. They have instinct to do what their group soul has been doing for as long as they have existed. And we have a certain instinct to fulfill a certain inner matrix, and that is the purpose planted within. I was recently asked to explain evolution versus man being created outright in the image and likeness of God. And how do you explain the fact that scientists have proven the links between stages of animal life showing this evolution? And of course the masters teach that it is because of God's energy that God's energy is used in the creation of animal life, imperfect as it may be, that there is evolution because God's energy is always evolving toward the purpose of perfection. 
So the purpose that is implanted within life is the goal of perfection itself. And even when energy is locked in a limited matrix of an animal form, it tends to evolve to a higher form, reaching for the image of the Christ, which is found only in man. So when you see how powerful this purpose is planted in nature, enabling flowers to come forth beneath the rocks and push through, right through the soil and the rocks and through roots of trees, when you realize what a tremendous impact of energy is required for a child to be born, how hard even the male sperm itself works and fights to get to the egg, which is the focal point of the universal egg of the Divine Mother. How there is this pushing within primal life to realize a goal of perfection and wholeness. When you realize that every atom of energy that is within us is impressed with purpose, you get the sense of the whole wave, the whole life wave of creation moving back to the central source. And in the process of moving back, there is this integration, this evolution, and the energy of God that is continually transcending itself. So the law of transcendence comes out of the sealing of this purpose in life. Now when you realize that the purpose is sealed within you, you realize that to unlock that seal, to break that seal, means ultimately that that purpose itself is going to fulfill itself within you. I don't know if you have ever heard the hymn, God is working his purpose out as year succeeds to year. This God is working his purpose out, and that purpose is a molecule of fire in you. And that is what drives you to the fulfillment of your sacred labor and ultimately to your soul's reunion. Now it is implemented through free will. Man, as an agent of free will, can put the brake on this cosmic purpose, can bring it to a screeching halt, he can burn those brakes until they fire and smoke, and he can, by the perverseness of a free will dedicated to the self and selfishness, completely turn that purpose around. So as soon as Lanto tells us about the locking of purpose, he tells us about free will. Free will can be then your foot on the accelerator, accelerating cosmic purpose, accelerating divine energy, giving more gas to it, giving more energy, more fuel to this molecule of purpose. And that's what you do when you decree, when you invoke, when you get more of the fire in your being. And even before you even learn to do that invocation, doing your darnest to fulfill the highest that you know how to fulfill, that's accelerating cosmic purpose. Going against everything that is holy, everything that is righteous, everything that is the law, that is putting the brake on. So free will determines what happens to that seed. And of course the seed, which is more equates to the soul identity, the seed can be destroyed, finally, by putting that brake on so hard that there is no essence, no life energy given to the seed to grow. So we run the gamut of this huge, tremendous choice of idling, just like we idle the car, 
idling the motor of life and not really getting anywhere, not going up or downstream, putting the brake on or really accelerating at top speed. All that is in your hands. So that's what gives variety, diversity, individuality. That is what makes up your personal identity, your own astrology, your own psychology. The amount of energy you apply and what type of energy you put in the accelerator, whether it's the first stray or the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth, sixth or seventh. So the type of energy that you're applying to the opening of that purpose will determine how that purpose unfolds. Each man's culture is dominated by the patterns that lie deep within his subconscious being. Frequently men say they do not understand themselves, they do not know why they act as they do. It is not possible for them to open the doorway of consciousness, to roam the corridors of memory and to see each habit in its development, then to weed out each undesirable thought. There is a better way, and that way is the saturation of the consciousness with the flame of cosmic worth. Now we see then that the way in which we use free will, even unbeknownst to us, will be determined by the patterns of the subconscious being formulated in this life and other lives and merging together. I think if I had to choose between karma and heredity and environment, I would not be an environmentalist, nor would I be one accentuating heredity, but I would say that the main factors are karmic, the karmic patterns. But life doesn't begin and end with karma because karma, the first definition of karma is energy in action. Karma is energy in action. And we are constantly making karma every moment. And we are either governing the flow of energy within us according to law or not. And so you, let's say, you come into embodiment as a child with your karma, which means the sum total of how you have governed energy flow in your lives in the past. But the moment you incarnate, your parents are governing energy flow. They're creating conditions around you that are going to mold your outer personality in this life. Your outer personality is almost like the soil in which is buried the seed of the soul. And that soul then has to push through that soil to come to the sunlight of its own presence, the I am presence. So there is this determination of purpose anchored within the soul that is going to push through the rock, the obstacle, the soil, and reach for the reunion with the light. So let us say then, to a certain extent, regardless of what you have gone through in your childhood, the fire of purpose anchored within you is greater than the sum of the parts of all that has been brought to bear upon your personality. And your soul, if given the freedom to act upon its free will, is going to overcome environment, heredity, and karma, all of these to fulfill that inner destiny. So you are like a tree, a special tree of God with a special fruit that comes forth. It's the fruit of your soul's striving. But it's that special imprint that is in the soul of purpose, cosmic purpose. And it's as if you were an avocado tree and you were an orange tree and you were a lime and you were an apple. You are going to continually bring forth throughout cosmos the special fruit of your tree. And it can never be changed or altered. It is this unique pattern that you have, just as unique as the patterns in nature. So when you realize this, you realize that you really do have something very special 
of cosmic purpose from one of the rays that is your gift, your snowflake, your design, that continually is put forth in the cosmos and it is the necessary balance that is needed from your life stream, combining with all other life streams that makes up the glorious mandala of the cosmic egg. Yep, well, your tree bears special fruit, and this is your cosmic purpose. We'll uh, be talking more about that when we return. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And once again, we are back. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Tom. He's Terry, and he's Sid. And welcome at back. At least to in you. this embodiment, anyway. At least for now. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, today we're focusing on the essentials, you know, the basics of our commitment to this path and to the teachings of the Ascended Masters. So, you know, what is it about commitment? What is it that makes us tick and makes us stick? You, you know, the, the series that the, the prophets have published about uh, these teachings are called Climb the Highest Mountain. <laughs> and it's not 
a coincidence that they use that analogy because attaining your spiritual um, graduation, so to speak, can be extremely challenging. You are climbing the highest mountain. And not only do you have to overcome your karma during that period, but you have to overcome obstacles and things that were trying to prevent you from getting there. It, it is a path that you're walking. It's not just, Jesus, I love you, take me to heaven. Uh, it would be nice maybe if that was true, but it's not the case. <laughs> and when you think about it, don't we really want to balance all the wrongs we've done? Don't we want to come back to God in honor and integrity, having balanced whatever karma we've made? And so as we're going through, and for some of us that we know innately this is supposed to be our last embodiment, we've, we've got some cleanup to do, okay? <laughs> And um, fortunately, we have the violet flame, which makes it possible. But we also have to keep going. And, and we've talked very often about initiations or tests that would come to us to, to you know, and God has a right to test us. Like in school, you get tested. Are you going to pass or fail? Do you, have you anchored that light or that presence of God or the Christ consciousness in you that you can make the right decisions and move forward? St. Germain said he made two million right decisions, and that's how he made his ascension. So you can find the teachings, and very often, you know, there's a honeymoon period. You know, this is the greatest thing on earth, you know, Sweet and I'm going tongue. home. God, get ready, here I come. Yeah. And then God starts, your karma, <coughs> yeah. excuse me, coming to you and these tests. So what keeps you going? Many are called, but few choose to be. Few people are willing to make the commitment. And that's why if you look at the saints in history, there's, there's a small number of them. Because it takes a fire and determination. So what keeps you going? What can it be that will motivate you in tough times to keep going? A, a Mother Teresa, you know, or anyone with this. It's got to be love. And it's got to be the love of God. Yep. Something in you responds. I love God. I know his will is good. I know he's calling me home. And I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust his emissaries, the ascended masters, to lead me and to guide me. And Jesus to follow in his footsteps. And so I'm going to take that next step and the next step and the next step. And you have to have that because not, there can be no other motivation. It can't be fear. Oh, if I, if I don't pursue this path, something bad's going to happen to me. Right. You know, that's no motivation. That creates anger. It's got to be love. And, you know, I think about the blessings as hard as this path has been, the challenges, I wouldn't trade it for anything because you have that sense of making progress. You have the sense of growing. And there are that minutes when you have that, that moment when the presence of God is so profound and so beautiful and so full of love. It draws you and said, this is the way I'm going. Lord, I'm coming home. I'm going to balance my karma by God's grace and with your help because this is who I want to be. This is where I want to go. This is the path I want to walk. I want to fulfill my purpose, my divine destiny, and I want to help others to do it. Because if I hadn't been helped, I wouldn't be here today. I want to do my part to help others. You know, there are obviously a couple of things, and we've discussed these many times, but one of the threads that keeps that commitment alive and, and growing is our recognition of the shared divinity that we have with God, that, that, that I am presence and the, the Christ self within us. The other thing, too, which is a, such an essential component to understand this, is a recognition of the law of karma. So many people have not been given that or granted that particular recognition because they've not been taught it. But knowing it, then you understand personal accountability. You understand why those initiations are coming to you, and you recognize it as opportunity. You recognize it as the mercy of God to give, grant you these opportunities to balance it. I mean, so many parts of this puzzle are solved, really maybe not solved, but understood through our, our shared divinity and understanding karma. You know, God will not do it for you because you have free will. 
But that doesn't mean you don't get support and help. And that's what I love about the teachings of Ascended Masters. They've been there. They've done it. They've ascended. You know, they've been the ones that have gone ahead of us. And so they know what it takes and what you need to do to get there. So I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of a dictation many years ago that we heard from one of the Ascended Lady Masters. And she said to us, she said, you know, we were all gathered together on Atlantis. And we were in the temple. Um, and we were working towards our, our spiritual ascension. And she said, it came a point where you had to decide whether to stay in the temple and keep working on your spirituality or go out into the world. She said, I chose to stay in the temple. You went out in the world. I'm an ascended master, and you're still there. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, yeah. there comes a time when we have to choose. This is our time, you know, symbolically so to be, to be in the temple. And the world will not honor us for this path, but God will. And well, that's the important thing. And, you know, I mean, we, we can't serve two masters. You, you can't compromise between the two. You've got to decide. Certainly, you've got to at some point realize that there's a higher path or there's the outer path. And one takes a long time. Another one might be shortened, at least for the elect. And this, <laughs> this love is, is absolutely the key. <clears throat> I think of, uh, I, I see these young people come, come to this path, and there's um, a number of them here in our community out here in Montana. And I feel like, in a sense, I have the same love for them, for, for being a part of this, this activity and taking up this path, as I think uh, Mark and Mother had for me early on when, when I first came on this path. And that's, you know, that's one of the main reasons that I do what I do and why I'm sitting in this chair in front of this microphone is because, and I mentioned this to you last mm-hmm. week, Tom, because sure. if Mark Prophet were still here, he'd be sitting in this chair. <laughs> and he's not here physically, and I am, and I want to fulfill uh, an element of the love that he had for me and the love that Elizabeth Clare Prophet had for me. Pay it forward. By simply <laughs> being here and continuing this on. You know, yeah. that's what drives me. I hear you. One of the things that everybody wants is, you know, to live the life that they wanted to lead, you know, and that's where free will comes in. And when I think by God's grace and only by God's grace that I made a spiritual commitment early in my life, that has been the most important decision I've ever made because I have lived the life I wanted to live, mm-hmm. which is doing what God wanted me to do right. and, and, and striving and working and feeling that joy of success. And, you know, when we fall flat, getting the energy together and getting up and moving on. But I, I wanted to add one little nuance here, if I may, before we go on. You know, when people begin the spiritual path, I don't know that they announce I'm here forever. You know, they're taking the next logical step. <laughs> mm-hmm. And people don't have to be in that position. You know, just take the next step. That's all God is asking you to do. And the next step and the next step is you go on. And then, of course, you have free will. But we're not, you know, it's like some things are harder to give up. And so maybe you're not ready to give up a certain behavior or activity, but you still want to pursue the spiritual path. You can do that. Of course, God is patient. And I think of... Uh, Charles Sindelar, who was uh, in the I Am movement, who actually painted the pictures of Jesus and St. Germain that we have. And he actually is the one that painted the Quaker Oats um, on the <laughs> Quaker Oats thing. He was a wonderful artist. Right. Well, he used to smoke cigars. And people in the I Am movement, which they didn't do alcohol or tobacco, they used to freak out over this. And they'd go and say, look, look at Charles. What's he doing? He's smoking cigars, you know. And... Um, you know, Jesus gave a dictation, and he said, I know some of you have been critical of Charles for smoking cigars. He said, 
Well, when he's ready to give them up, he will. But I'll tell you, there's no one else on the planet that I wanted to paint my picture. <laughs> so, and of course, he did give up cigars. You see yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, in other words, you know, you can let go of things when you're ready to let go of them. Um, obviously, you have to strive. But, but this is a path that allows you to begin where you are, no matter where that is, and take one step. And that's all that God may be asking of you right now. And that is such an important point, Sid. I'm glad you brought it up, that it is exactly where we meet that challenge, where we meet God on the path. We start where we are. And I noted that in, in looking back on my own life, my own path, it was a crazy quilt. It's, it was really, it was just kind of this free radical zigzag all over the place. But finally, when I allowed the recognition of the truth of this to really sink in, everything suddenly made sense. I understood why... Certain decisions were made. Back in the day, I didn't understand them. I had to look back and realize, okay, I did this for this reason. But all the signposts were there. All the little the nuances, all the knocking on the door, they were all there. But I didn't see the pattern until one day, by God's grace, it all kind of made sense. And, you know, uh, there comes a time, too, where those things that, uh, that make you happy before you find this path, uh, all of a sudden, one day just kind of, it's kind of an eventual thing, I think. They just don't seem to make you as happy as they used to. And, I, and I'll cite my own my own path, <laughs> being a nightclub entertainer. Um, there comes a time when, you know, what do you what do you want to do, Terry? Do you want to just fill up another room and have a uh, hundred people applaud and and uh, you know tell you how good you are and one thing <laughs> another? Well, that's all fine and good for a while, but after a while, it it's empty. It's, it's relatively empty. And so at some point, that's, you know, I was in that transitional period. And I, I guess uh, I probably thought to myself, well, you know, I don't really need that anymore. Let me, let me just go for this spirituality. It, it's, it's he said, she said, you know. And yeah. we've been doing this for yeah. hundreds of thousands of years, yeah. you know. It's, it's like the human nonsense that leads nowhere. Yeah. Okay? It leads nowhere except a repetition of itself. You can, you can hone your skills in the process of doing certain things, but after a while, you know, I mean, I got pretty good at playing the guitar, and I, I still mean, play the guitar. And pe- one thing people another live way. vicariously through movie stars or royalty or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. come on. You are <laughs> a God-free being. You have light within you. You have a divine purpose, and it's not to follow some of these fallen stars. Right. Well, some of them are, the fallen angels, you know, with yeah. their charisma and everything. You know, look to God. This is where real progress, real growth, real joy, real happiness, the purpose of living, everything that people want but don't know how to get there. Right. Well, and we define our why in terms of the ascension. I mean, we have a goal, the goal of life. And in order to achieve that goal, there's certain initiations that are required and certain acts that are you know, determined to be important, i.e., balancing your karma, fulfilling your cosmic taking blueprint. a stand for truth, Take, for well, honor. I mean, but all the things we know lead to the ultimate goal, and we're a little behind schedule. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, the ascension was a was a kind of a big chunk for me to begin with, but <laughs> I, I was just interested in the karma and the reincarnation. You know, we'll talk about ascension later. I don't <laughs> understand it fully, but you know what I mean. So you take it a piece at a time. Yeah, you do. Well, you have to. Yeah. And you, you know, and if I may, just one thing here. What I love about this path is I'm not walking it alone. I have family. I have dear friends here. I have a community of like-minded people. Because out in the world, they look like you're, like you're Looney Tunes. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's even like Paul said. You know, they, 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 it's foolishness what the Christians believe to the world. And so, 
having community is such a reinforcement, such an encouragement. I learn so much from my brothers and sisters. And that's a joy. That's a joy. You know, we've been meandering around this planet. You know, maybe the last time we were together was with the ancient Israelites or whatever. Well, we're back together again. And we're, we know the truth and the way home, and we can help and support each other. And, boy, what a joy that is. What a joy that is. Well, we are coming up again on a break. Um, when we come back, we'll be talking more about what is our why and why on this particular path, but also maybe discussing a bit of the tools we have to use that are in our employee that may help us get where we're going. Like the Violet Flame. Also, we'll mention, after the break, the Violet Flame Challenge. Just a little bit of a teaser there, the Vada oh, yeah. Flame Challenge, yeah. something anybody can do anywhere. So anyway, we're going to take a break now. We'll be back in just a moment. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks, everyone, for staying with us. Um, as we've said Numerous times already today, we are celebrating our 200th live broadcast. Of course, if you're listening to this in the archives, we maybe have well surpassed that number by now. But um, for those of you listening to us today, to, to live, this live recording, we are in fact celebrating, which we feel is a pretty awesome accomplishment. And a lot of what has kept us here in these seats to do this is understanding why we do it. What is the purpose of this path that we're on? You know, where are we going? How do we get there? You've heard us ask these questions many times before, you know, who are you, why are you here, etc. But really it comes down to being committed to a, to a path, to a journey, to a series of initiations, some of which can be very challenging, shall we say. So let's talk a bit more about that. And actually, I should back up one moment here. We have in the studio for many, many, many of these programs, our silent partner, David. <laughs> and he's back there manning the... Uh, the engineering functions always quite well. But um, David, you know, we're talking about our why. Is there any story, anything, anything you'd like to share with us, with our audience? Well, it's, uh, that's a good question because I'm, 
mostly silent, so I'd have to actually <laughs> think something. This is hard, hard to get a word in edgewise when we're talking, David. Oh that's obvious. <laughs> this would be the Marcel Marceau version. Yeah, but what, <laughs> why, what keeps you here, David? What is it? Well, actually... Uh, it can't I, be the pay. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> what I've thought is that there, there's actually no other place that I could even conceive of being. Yeah. Because, because anything else, it seems like such a digression from where I have decided that I need to get to. The reason I've decided it, I mean, I decided over and over again because it periodically comes up. It's like, well, what would I rather do? <laughs> nothing. Well, how about now? What would I rather do now? Uh, nothing. What would I rather do now? I mean, this is so, so uh, all, all encompassing and, and, and fulfilling that there's nothing else I could do. So that's, that's that. Well, thank you, David. Now, I, know, I think that you. does kind of encapsulate the reasons that we're all kind of here, too, is that we ask that question, what else would we do and why? Yeah. You know, having made it this far, you know, Sid, you've said it many times, how many tens of thousands of years have we traveled this path to get to this point? Yeah. Here we are on the threshold of an enormous, incredible opportunity. Why would we change it now? You know, it makes no sense. You, you know, there was a book written many years ago by a philosopher called Eric Hoffer, and it was called The True Believer. And what he said was, he talked about people that whatever they're following, whether it be a religion or a political path or whatever, they're so committed to it. They're all on fire for it. You know, they're the true believers. And you'll find that in every religion and every, every uh, movement practice on this planet. So what's different about the teachings of the ascended masters? And why do you need the masters? I mean, you know, why can't I just get home by myself? Well, obviously the answer <laughs> is I'm not home. So yeah. I need help. And you know, is the answer. <laughs> one of the things the masters teach is that a lot of times they'll pre- prepare people for the spiritual path in a previous embodiment by being mountain climbers. Isn't that interesting? Oh, interesting. They need to physically experience what it takes to get up the mountain. So they're preparing people for this path. And, you know, many years ago I've shared with this I, when I, was, I worked in East Africa for a Christian group, and I had the opportunity to, to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, which is just under 20,000 feet. And I can assure you, we had guides to do it that paced us along the way. I could not have made it without those guides. Yeah. And, and, you know, someone who was trying at the same time we did by themselves sat down and fell asleep and froze to death, you know. So God was showing me, you know, yes, you're walking this path, but you need help. And uh, I recognize that. And the longer I'm on the path, the more I need help. But um, <laughs> anyway, that's why the Sanded Masters. And I know, Tom, you were going to talk about what tools do we have? Why, yeah. why is this path different, mm-hmm. unique? Well, uh, and let me say first, since I did tease this, that if any of you are interested in doing something for yourself in this regard, using the Violet Flame, we have what's called the 30-Day Violet Flame Challenge. And you can find that challenge and all the details about it at violetflame.com. Of course, that's one of the best websites we could possibly have. That's a good one. Violetflame.com. And there you'll find two options, the Violet Flame Challenge and the Violet Flame Vigil both of which get you imbued and immersed in the Vata Flame on a day-to-day basis, and not a long of time, but 15 minutes a day is all it takes. But it'll give you a chance to personally experience, those of you who have not yet had this experience, the true power, efficacy of the Vata Flame. Now, we use decrees, as you well know, this you know harnessing these spiritual energies like the Vata Flame to focus our attention, to focus our energies on our path, our, our homeward journey. So let's talk a bit about how the violet flame in particular and decrees in general 
are like having these walking sticks to get us up Kilimanjaro. Well, you know, the first thing I think of is it's it's utilizing the the power of the spoken word, and of mm-hmm. course, you know, that's scientifically, a, scientifically, and when we use our throat chakra and we, you know, it's different than a than a meditation. It's different than a silent prayer or whatever. It's when you speak the word, oh, God, help me, or Archangel Michael, help me, help me, help me. There is an instantaneous response, or when you say, I am a being of violet fire, I am the purity God desires, it manifests. It's here and now. You have, you have created, the, like the Elohim created. They spoke the word. And we are co-creators with God. That's right. So it's a responsibility we have. As Mrs. Prophet mentioned in the lecture excerpt we heard, we're making karma 24 hours a day. There's good <laughs> yeah. karma as well as negative karma. Right. And so as this light of God flows through us, when we use the science of spoken word, we're taking the light through our throat chakra and from our heart as well and qualifying energy based on scientific principles the Ascended Masters have taught. And, of course, one of the keys for this is the violet flame, which is a, you know what used to only be taught to the highest initiates because it can be misused if you don't use it properly. And the violet flame has the power to repolarize and transmute negative energy and turn it into positive. Okay, so what does that mean? Mm-hmm. What it means was is we can balance much more karma in a single lifetime than would be physically possible if we had to experience every, you know, single thing that we've sent out in in thousands of embodiments at a physical level. So, yes, we experience some things physically, but the violet flame allows us, it's a dispensation for this age to balance karma at an accelerated pace. And that is why we need this teaching and need the ascended masters because through it we can make our ascension that we could not have been possible to do otherwise had we not used the violet flame in this life. You know, it's an amazing reality to consider that many, many, many of the ascended masters had to balance 100% of their karma before they ascended. And the dispensation of the violet flame and the ascension requirements changing to 51% uh, balanced is a great boon because I think that there's very few of us probably who would balance There, there weren't many making it. That was the challenge. <laughs> no, and of course, so. you balance the rest of the karma after you're an ascended master. And we discussed this too, is that it might be more, it might be easier to balance a lot of that karma over here in physical embodiment than it is from the etheric. Much easier. Much yeah. easier. Yeah. But nonetheless, I think this, I think it was 1930s, we were given this dispensation of the violet flame. So we're recommending highly that you take advantage of this great gift and try it out. Which is why the Vada Flame Challenge is such a neat thing to do because you can do 15 minutes a day focusing where you want it to be focused and just give it 30 days. See how you feel. You know, the average American watches seven hours of TV a day, oh if you can imagine. Oh, my gosh. You know, let's give God 15 minutes at 15 least. 15 yeah. minutes. <laughs> and, you know, uh, we wanna, we're coming up here close to the end of the show, but uh, my little my little spiel is stay in touch with us and, and let us know if you have any questions, if you have any challenges, if you need any assistance in one way or another. We are at webradio at tsl.org, webradio at tsl.org. And we love you all so much out there. Thanks yeah. for listening to yeah, us. And if you, you just want to say congrats on show 200, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You we're going to we, have Kate. We give, we give all credit to God. because I do. I can tell you one thing that it's amazing happens the longer you're on the spiritual path, the humbler you become. God is very gracious in, in, in knowing that. We realize that God is the doer, that our human personality has only gotten us into trouble in the past, <laughs> and it's our divine personality and our Christhood that is our goal, and that we bow before the light within you 
and within all of God's children on this planet, and it is with gracious gratitude and opportunity that we have the privilege of being here and uh, acknowledging that God is the one that's really done these shows all along, and we've fortunately, hopefully, been his hands and feet. God, God indeed is the doer, that's and I right. think if we were to capture in one word what we in our commitment represent to you who are listening out there is this is an opportunity. It's a choice. It's a channel that you can follow that will take you home. Up to you, free will. You know, there's there's no pressure, no coercion at all. But just bear in mind that this opportunity may have been coming your way for thousands of years. And what and does your, not, there's no accident. And what does your soul really want to do? Yeah. Honor your soul. Yeah. Yeah, you'll hear that still small voice within of you. <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of that's the still, that's the beauty of the Christ self, right in the center well, of the and heart. Well, and again, just a quick diversion. Remember this last show we talked about the fact that your soul will sometimes make you a bit uncomfortable. If you're not following that that pattern, that path, that purpose, it's going to be nudging you in the ribs. Yeah, and, and so, pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> anyway, well, as we like to say, and we've said this two hundred times now in counting, <laughs> <laughs> though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. We'll be back next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.